Hey, everybody, welcome to the Addiction Unlimited podcast, where you get to learn everything you want to know about addiction and recovery. I'm your host, Angela Pugh, co-founder of Kansas City Recovery, life coach, and recovering alcoholic. To learn more about me, you can listen to episode zero on your podcast app or find us on the web at addictionunlimited.com. Hello, my friend. Welcome to another episode of the Addiction Unlimited podcast, where we talk about getting your life in order, healing your hurts, and creating balance in your life so that you can live the life you've always wanted. And I'm your coach, Angela Pugh, life coach, recovering alcoholic, and entrepreneur. And when I tell you that I've made most of the mistakes you can make in life, I mean it. And the beauty of that is I've worked really hard to get my own life together and to heal and learn how to thrive in my life and my sobriety. When you have sort of a formula in your life and you know things to pay attention to and how to build some balance, it makes it so much easier to live happy and feel good. And for those of us with addiction, that's what we need especially the formula part. (laughs) We need the formula. But think about this from the most basic premise, right? We use substances and behaviors to manipulate how we feel because we don't feel great. And this could be insecurity, not liking your weight, being codependent, letting people take advantage of you, feeling inadequate in life or work or as a parent, feeling bored, unstimulated in your life, not challenged or excited by anything. All of these are some of the underlying discomforts that will drive us to harmful behaviors and patterns, and it's all to change those feelings, or really to numb those feelings so we don't have to feel them or deal with them. And for all my listeners who have dreams of a wonderful life and maybe struggle with a little self-doubt, fear of rejection, or you have an inner critic, the committee as I call it, that is known to be a little harsh, this episode is for you. Now, because I know my audience pretty well, my guess is that most of you just thought as I was going down that laundry list of things, most of you probably just thought, yes, Angela, that is me 100%. And I get it because it's me too. I deal with the same struggles. And really, as human beings, I think we all deal with the same stuff, which is why it's important. It's something that we need to work on day in and day out. And I know it's easy to look at other people and people who appear to have successful lives and stable sobriety and You think in your head like, well, they had it easier than me, or they must have had money to hire professionals, or it happened for them so quickly, they must not have had very many obstacles along the way. But I'm here to tell you, you're missing the whole story, right? When you're seeing snippets of somebody's life, you're not getting the whole picture. People don't get to live big, successful, happy lives without breaking through some barriers. That's just the truth. And many of those barriers are internal thought processes, not trusting yourself, thinking you're not good enough, 
And the only way to break through whatever your thing is that holds you back is good old-fashioned work. And when I say work, I mean taking action and working on the things that are holding you back. You build trust in yourself and your decision-making abilities by making decisions, trying it different ways, learning what works and what doesn't, and continuing to do it over and over again so you trust yourself to do it. It's a process. It doesn't happen overnight. And the benefit that you're seeking comes from participating in the process. Does that make sense? You know how they say there's a cliche that says it's the journey, not the destination. And that's exactly what I mean. All of the benefit you want, all of the change that you want to achieve, the person you want to become, you get that as a result of being in the process. It's the journey, not the destination. You'll get the destination, but it's the process, the journey that's the important part. I didn't gain self-confidence because I woke up one day and decided to be confident. I became confident by doing things and making decisions that slowly over time proved to me that I could do hard things. When I made a mess of my life, I had to take the steps to clean up the mess. And sometimes that process would be a year or two long process. I mean, it's not quick either. But that's how I got confident with myself, by showing up day after day and doing the right things to clean up the mess. And I'll give you a couple examples of this too. I talked about this on the finances and credit episode with Derek Faber that I had destroyed my credit several times in my adult life and had to rebuild it. And the confidence came from actively participating in the process of making different decisions day in and day out to rebuild my credit making the phone calls to creditors that were incredibly difficult and embarrassing, but I did it anyway, even though it was horrible and uncomfortable. It was making the decision to not spend frivolously because I had a goal to rebuild my credit. So instead of buying shoes and handbags, I needed to be paying off some debts or using that money to hire someone to help me. It was putting reminders in place and making lists of all my bills and their due dates to make sure I paid them on time because that's a huge part of your credit. And it takes months to rebuild credit and sometimes years if you're waiting for derogatory marks to fall off. It can take years. But you see what I'm saying? I didn't get financially responsible and learn to trust myself with money and have confidence that I will make smart choices with money just because I decided that's who I was going to be. It was the process that gave me that confidence, being committed to it, making small decisions every day to work toward my goal instead of against my goal. Here's another example. I didn't go to college till I was 37, and I was scared to death. 
I was not a good student in high school. And by then I had been out of school for 20 years. I didn't know if I would even be able to do college. (laughs) I'm not even sure I knew what it meant to do college, but I didn't know if I could do it. I didn't know if I was smart enough. I knew everybody else in my classes would be way younger than me. I didn't know if I would have the ability to manage my time appropriately and do homework because I had never done those things before. I was never good at those things. And you have to remember too, I was a quitter. I quit everything I ever did the moment it got difficult or uncomfortable or didn't give me instant gratification. I quit. I didn't have the skills of managing my time, reading hundreds of textbook pages every week, doing hours of homework that I didn't enjoy. I had never done any of those things. I had never been disciplined. But each day I was making the choice to sit down and read some pages. I made the choice to study really hard for my first test and I got a hundred percent. I freaking aced it. It was the first test I ever did well on at 37. But I didn't gain confidence in how smart I am because I decided one day to be smart. I gained that confidence by showing up for my goal every day, being committed to my education, sacrificing time out with my friends to stay home and study and do homework because it was important to me. And eventually, I got really good at it. And that's actually when I started getting up at 5 a.m. every day. I would set up my coffee pot at night to start my coffee at 5. I would get up, take care of the dog, pour my coffee, and spend a couple of hours on homework. The reward came from the process. When I think about all the things that I hated most about myself as a drunk, I can see how I changed all of those things in my recovery. You know, I was a liar and a thief. Like, I borrowed money and never paid it back and didn't care if I never paid it back. I would borrow clothes from friends and just keep them because I wanted them. You know, you can't behave like that and make decisions like that and feel good about yourself. When I wouldn't pay money back, I would have all kinds of rationalizations of why I couldn't pay it back. I couldn't afford it. I was barely managing to pay my own bills and survive. I just didn't have the money. But the truth is, I was spending all my money on booze and shopping. And by doing that and ignoring the money I owed, I knew in my head that I wasn't being a good person. I wasn't trustworthy. This is why we say you can lie to everyone but yourself, because you can tell everybody on the outside whatever story you want them to know about you. But on the inside, you know who you truly are. You know how you're behaving and if you're showing up with integrity, if you're trustworthy. One of my greatest moments and most powerful moments in my early sobriety was I had borrowed $1,000 from my mom. And a few months later, I put $10 bills in an envelope and I surprised her with it. And she had this class out of town that she really wanted to take and was talking about how she may not be able to afford to go. 
Uh, So when she opened that envelope, her whole face lit up. She got so excited and she screamed, I can go to my class. I get to go to my class. It was like this phenomenal moment. And in that very moment, it became important to me to live with integrity. That's what that is. It's integrity. It's saying, I know you did this thing for me and I told you I would repay you and you can trust me to do that. You can trust me to pay you what I owe you instead of spending that money on shoes or alcohol or a trip because that's the kind of stuff I used to do. I didn't care if I owed you money. If I had something else I wanted to spend that money on, forget it. I wasn't worried about owing you money. I had zero integrity, no interest in doing the right thing because it's the right thing. I always chose to do the self-serving thing. It was all about what I wanted and what got me instant gratification, never about living with integrity. It's the same situation for your recovery. You don't get strong and stable sobriety because you decide that's what you want. The committee in your head is waiting for you to prove it. The committee wants action. It needs to see you taking action to build strong and stable recovery. And that means taking action, being committed to it, making it a priority, making sacrifices to accommodate it, and doing the little things day in and day out. And this is the same no matter what you're recovering from. You may be a recovering codependent or a recovering toxic relationship person, or you might be recovering from a toxic relationship. Um, your recovery may be financial or recovering from a divorce or recovering from drastic weight loss and all the emotions that go with that. But the truth remains the same regardless of your situation. You get the strength from being in the process. Each day as you are making decisions, think about whether that choice is getting you closer to your recovery or pulling you closer to your problem. If I don't pay the electric bill because I'm scared to spend the money, that choice is pulling me closer to my problem, which is financial fear or irresponsibility in that example. If I make a choice to stay in a job I don't like, especially for a long period of time, because I don't feel like expending the energy it takes to find a new job, then that decision is getting me closer to my problem, which is being unhappy, unfulfilled, and eventually that will create resentment because you hate what you're doing and hate yourself for not doing anything about it. If your drinking friends invite you to happy hour and you make the choice to go, you know that decision is pulling you closer to your problem because it's surrounding yourself with alcohol instead of surrounding yourself with recovery. Then you're going to be mad when you relapse and beat yourself up and act like you can't figure out what you're doing wrong when really you know good and well what you're doing wrong. If you're feeling lonely or bored and you want companionship and fun things to do, then spend time creating options that are safe for your sobriety and invite some people to go do it with you. Every decision is getting you closer to a drink or closer to sobriety. If you want to build your savings account, 
But as you're driving home, you see Nordstrom or Saks Fifth Avenue, and it's really screaming your name. You have to think, would that get me closer to my goal or closer to my problem, which is not having savings? Is this all making sense? You get the reward. You reach the goal. You build confidence and faith in yourself by doing the things, being in the process, proving to the committee that you are the person who's going to do it and no longer the person who's looking for the shortcut. My sobriety was stable from day one because I was 100% committed to it. I showed up to a meeting every day. I listened and learned. I made sober friends so I had people to hang out with and I wasn't sitting at home bored and lonely feeling sorry for myself. When I was bored and lonely and feeling sorry for myself, I had to do things to solve those problems. I had to text someone and start a conversation so I didn't feel lonely or ask someone to go eat or have coffee so I wasn't bored and lonely. And when I proved to the committee that I was willing to do those things, even when they were uncomfortable and I didn't want to, that's when I got to be confident and comfortable with my sobriety because I was willing to do whatever it took, no matter what. I made every decision every day to accommodate my recovery. And as I made those decisions, I got to trust myself. I got to become confident in my sobriety because I was showing up for myself and showing myself that I would do the right things to strengthen my recovery. As you move forward, this is how I want you to think about things. No matter what you're recovering from, are your choices day in and day out supporting the change you want to make? Are your decisions and your behaviors getting you closer to the person you want to be? Or are they getting you closer to the person you're tired of being? I'd love to hear what's making sense to you and what light bulb moments you're having while you're listening to this episode. Um, join me in the Facebook group and let me know what's coming up for you. Share your thoughts to support others and help their journey feel easier. But I'd love to know if this resonates with you and if this is all making sense and what you're connecting in your own life and what action can you take starting today to start making that shift and get in the process so you can get the rewards. So join me in the Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Addiction Unlimited. It's free, it's totally private and full of support. And I will link it in the show notes for you as well so you can get there right from your podcast app. It's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Addiction Unlimited. I hope you're having a fantastic day and I will see you next week. You've reached the end of another great episode of the Addiction Unlimited podcast, candid and honest conversation about addiction and recovery. Be sure to visit us at addictionunlimited.com to join the conversation and access show notes and links to everything we talked about. Love this episode? Please take 30 seconds to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes to help us improve and give you the information you want. Thanks for listening. See you next week.